Welcome to The Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Our topic, Back to School, with Murfreesboro City Schools Director, Dr. Trey Duke. Our guest is with us in the studios here in uh, Murfreesboro City Hall. And Dr. Duke, it's good to have you back. Oh, it's great to be back. It's a great time of year, and I'm happy to be here. And it's uh, summer is ended. Yes. Right? So it's back to school. Are you ready? How was your summer? We are ready. It's been a great summer. I say summers look very different than probably the traditional summer you and I used to when we were in school. Um, obviously, we have a summer school program that operates every year. We had over a thousand students in our summer school program during the entire month of June, which is not just teachers. It's teachers. It's administrators. It's school secretaries, school nutrition, crossing guards. All of that is still at play all the way through to the month of July. So it was busy, but we were highly successful, and it was just a great year. Um, Bob the Book Bus was out running, which is great. If you saw him, hopefully you did. We were feeding throughout our cities. Our school nutrition department uh, served over 52,000 meals during the month of June and July to our community. So a very busy summer as we prepare for this year, which is now starting, but it was a great summer. So there really wasn't a break. And in addition to that, you have a whole new preschool starting. We do have a whole new preschool, which which we're just thrilled about, and we were really thankful to the city of Murfreesboro for their partnership with this. But we now have the Cason Lane Preschool Annex, which is right down on Cason Lane, uh, down the street from the school. It'll hold eight classrooms of pre-K students, which is a real benefit for us. We did not have the space to really hold many pre-Ks on the west side of town. And so what this did is going to offer more classes so families aren't having to drive to the other side of town for pre-K. Um, it's a great building. The our maintenance team, uh, the city of Murfreesboro's maintenance department, have been working really hard to get that building ready, and uh, we are excited to welcome students. Was there a big demand for that? Is that why you implemented that? Well, it really has more to do with space throughout our building. As our population continues to grow, as kind of the need for some of our more specialized special education classes grow, we're really about how can we maximize the rooms in the building. And I reached out to the city of Murfreesboro and said, I need a spot for a couple of our pre-Ks so I don't have to cut them. And that was really what I was concerned about because we have to serve special education students. We have to serve our English language learners, you know, and all those other things that go into a school system. And so we did want to lose those pre-k classes so i reached out to the city and i said you know is there any space you have and it was just kind of a right timing thing and they reached back out and said here's a possibility and it's a win for us because it frees up room in our classrooms it's a win for the community because there's more preschool access now on the west side of town, and we're just really excited about it. That is exciting. That's, that's going to be a good addition to the Murfreesboro City School yeah. System. Uh, maintenance has been busy all summer preparing for the year. Yeah, they have. Uh, we have our traditional things we do, whether it's just checking our basketball goals, inspecting our playgrounds, and the regular maintenance issues. But we've had a lot of special projects going on. We are really excited. We received a grant to begin redoing the old tennis courts we had at some of our schools that really were just not in the best condition tennis courts are very hard to maintain and so they really weren't being used and so we uh, sought out a grant and won a multi-year grant to Excellent. redo those to multi-surface court. So the first two were done. That's at Irma Siegel and Cason Lane. So if you drive by, you'll see a, a new new floor for that. Uh, pickleball courts, um, three basketball courts. It's just a great area. We have three more schools we'll do over the next two years. And I was there the other day driving by Cason Lane um, one night and I saw the community playing on it and I thought that's what it's about. This, this space that really was not being used at all now has become 
become something great for our students, but also for our community after hours. Some of these additions that you're making are going to go into some of the other schools in the future? They are, yes. Yeah. So Discovery will be the next one we hit. They have a tennis court on that campus. But by the end of the three years, we have five schools that have tennis courts, and all five of those will be done. Um, in addition to that, we've put a new roof on Mitchell Nielsen. We've put a new ceiling inside that building, lots of painting, um, lots of different projects like that to spruce our buildings up and uh, just make sure they're ready for, for day one. Many of us have this notion that teachers get off for the summer, you know, they get to take a long break, but uh, that's not always the case with many teachers. That's not. And our summer school is part of that. So again, we had hundreds of teachers work our summer school program and they ended the official school year right before Memorial Day, had a week off, and they were back in the classroom at the beginning of June, teaching all through June. And then in July, it's really about professional development. So we had probably over 500 teachers participate in various types of professional development this summer. Uh, this includes what we call week-long academies, whether it's our gifted academy to help prepare teachers on how to meet the needs of high-achieving students. It's a week-long academy. We did a literacy academy. We have a great partnership with MTSU, and we do Project Optimal, which is a math academy there, and then a lot of virtual PDs for teachers as well. So um, teachers, like I said, they, they're very busy all year long, and they're always got that eye on how do I prepare for the next school year. Testing has become such a big issue in schools now. What should parents know about TCAP? So we're getting our, our initial data back now, um, and so the first week of school, we will be sending home parent reports for every child that was in second through sixth grade last year, so our current third graders and up, they'll get an individualized parent report last year. I'm sorry, for last year, next mm -hmm. week, it'll go home with them. Um, it will have a website on there that they can actually go to and log in and learn more about the score. So the scores will be presented on the paper, but there's some great interactive tutorials so they can go by and really understand where are my students' strengths, where are my students' areas to grow as we go into this new year. So we'll get that information out next week. As a district, we're really pleased with um, some of the information we're seeing kind of preliminarily that's been released. Uh, once again, we are showing in all content areas that we are outperforming the state. Um, and once again, we're showing continued growth in all content areas. And so we're really proud of that. We think we're going to have a large percentage of our schools meet their state accountability targets and get those state designations. So again, it just shows the hard work of our teachers are paying off in student test scores. And I should just say one of the major reasons why people are attracted to Murfreesboro and want to come here because of the good school system. That's our hope, right? I'm a firm believer that great schools make a great city. And um, even if you don't have children in the school system, you're going to benefit living in a city that has a great school system. And we take that responsibility to heart. And we know that, again, it's not just about educating our students, which is our core mission and what we're going to do, but it's also about building a better city for everyone. One of the big issues, of course, lately with the state has been the retention of third mm -hmm. grade. What can you tell us about that? So that was a law we navigated very carefully last year. And I always like to remind our parents that was not a Murfreesboro City School Board policy. That was not something that we decided that we wanted to implement. That was a state law that was passed for every third grader in the state of Tennessee. We worked really hard to communicate with our third graders last year. That included a letter home on day one. Uh, we had, I think, multiple uh, Zoom meetings. I think by the end of the year, we had eight different Zoom meetings for parents to learn more about it. Lots of reports going home, so they were well-informed. Uh, and we're going to do that again this year. So students who were second graders last year that are in third grader, they can expect a letter home day one. 
we're really pleased. We had about 1,500 third graders in our district, and less than 1% of those are going to be retained under the new law. We worked very hard and very intentionally to find a promotion pathway for every child, and we were successful at it. Several of those um, single-digit retentions are parent choice, and the parent says, you know what, this is a great opportunity. I don't know if my child's ready for the fourth grade, so I want to self-select for them to stay back, and we want to respect and honor and work with the parents on those decisions. So we're really proud of the progress we made. Our third grade teachers worked incredibly hard. Our summer school educators worked incredibly hard. And again, to say that less than 1% of our students are going to be retained is something we're really proud of. That is remarkable. It seems like these issues with testing and with retention and promotion, you can either kind of resist it or you can accept it, envelop it, and do what you have to do to achieve it. And it seems to be what you're doing. And that's our goal, right, is at the end of the day, we know that we're going to give these assessments and we know that there are going to be things that we're going to have to implement. So our, our motto and our work is always, how do we make this best for the students? How do we make this a positive experience for our student and, and help families, even if we, they don't like the law, make sure they understand the law and make sure that we know, they know we're doing everything we can to help their students be successful. Of course, another big issue in education in the schools is school safety. What can you tell us about that? Well, it's our number one priority. Um, I have two children in the school system and at the high school level and the middle school level, and I want them to be successful academically. I want them to grow in their reading and math scores. But at the end of the day, I want them to come home. And our parents want that too. And we, have, and we take that, again, a responsibility very seriously. So it's our number one priority, and we have worked really hard, not just in recent events that happened last year in Nashville, but even before that, we were working very hard to make sure we provided the safest experience possible for our students. We have a great partnership with Murfreesboro uh, Police Department. Captain Fanning and his team with Sergeant Williams and Sergeant Shannon, they lead a great group of SROs. I am proud to say we have SROs in every building in our school, and that's a comfort to our families. It's a comfort to our teachers. We do drills. Uh, just last week, we did a really intensive drill with Murfreesboro Police Department, Murfreesboro Fire and Rescue, um, to help make sure that everyone knows what to do in case of an emergency. Um, it is definitely the worst case scenario, but we want to make sure we're prepared if it does happen. Yeah, something like that you don't ever want to happen, but you can't just uh, turn a blind eye to it. You have to prepare. Absolutely. And I think there's comfort in being prepared. Our teachers, you know, I, just the other day I was sitting through a training with some teachers on safety. All of our teachers go through safety training the first week of in-service before if the first student ever comes into the door. They've mm -hmm. all been trained. And I was sitting in one of those trainings last week, and I just kept thinking, at the end of the day, our teachers just want to make the right decision. They know that if that worst-case scenario happens, that it's going to be on them to, to decide what to do and how to handle the situation, and they just want to protect kids. Um, and so we want to make sure they're well-prepared to do that. Speaking of teachers and principals, uh, Don Barch has been highly recognized by the state so far, I guess, or by the system. And he's up, he's a finalist for teacher or principal of the year. Is he is. Right? Yeah. So last year, of course, he was principal of Overall Creek. He was selected as our district principal of the year. Um, from there, he actually made it to the kind of regional finals. And now he is a state finalist for principal of the year. And we'll find out later this uh, fall if he is wins mm -hmm. that state principal of the year finalist. But I think it really just goes to show the caliber of educator we have in this district. Right, right. Uh, just last year, we had one of our teachers was a finalist for state teacher of the year and actually was one of the top three finalists. 
course, a few years ago, we had Raven Brooks win the Milken National Educator Award. So our teachers for the last few years have gotten several state and national recognitions. Mm -hmm. uh, and now to see Mr. Barch getting that, he's very deserving of that. He's an excellent principal, and he's just been promoted to our new assistant superintendent of school operations. And so he's doing some district leadership now, and he's doing a great job. We'll be looking for that in uh, around November. That's see, right. See how that goes for him. Um, and you also have a, a Hall of Fame that you just instituted, I think, last year. Is that That's right? That's right. And you have nominations that you want people to know about. Yeah, absolutely. We have a really rich history in Murfreesboro City Schools, and a lot of people in leadership in our district have, and leadership in our city have gone through our school system. And we really wanted to think of a way of how do we recognize that as we look toward the future, as we think about what's next for our school system, how do we also take time to honor the past and the people that helped build this great city? And so we instituted last year the Hall of Fame. We recognized 10 individuals through nominations in our committee, uh, through the community, I'm sorry, everyone from principals to superintendents to teachers to a cafeteria manager, all were nominated for the great work they had done to help build our school system. So right now we're taking uh, nominations for our second group of inductees. You can go to our website to learn more about that, cityschools.net, and find a place to maybe a teacher you had that really made an impact on you that you want to honor. What's the process like after someone submits nominations? What, what should we know about that? We have a team together of former Murfreesboro City School educators, some current educators that actually come down, they review those applications, and they look at those to make sure uh, they have all the information and they select who's going to win that award. If you made a, a nomination last year and they did not get chosen last year, because we do cap how many people we let in every year, we carry those over as well, so you don't have to renominate those. We'll carry those over this year as well. Is there a specific number you're looking for, or does it depend on just how many nominations you receive? Last year we did 10, and we knew our first class would probably be the Larger, biggest. Yeah. yeah, so we'll probably keep it smaller than 10 um, just to make sure it's meaningful to the people who are recognized. Great. Um, the main district priorities, I think in 2021, when you first uh, came on and were hired as director, you had some top priorities and, and, you know, those are things that don't just go away, right? That's right. This part of your five-year plan. Is That's that right. right. That's correct. So our board has adopted a five-year plan. We're going into our second year of that plan officially. And there's four main components to that. We say in Murfreesboro City Schools, we want students to be known, safe, challenged, and empowered. So with known, we're talking about making sure we have strong social emotional supports for students, making sure we have strong extracurricular activities. With safe, again, we're talking about our, not just our school security, but financially um, from our buses and everything it takes to operate the school system. With challenge, we're talking about our priorities to make sure we have the best educator in front of every child. And with empowered, we're talking about raising our academic achievement. So we're still focused on that. You can go to our website and see those spelled out. And it's something we monitor. It's something we're looking at and making sure that we're reaching toward our goals. I'm a big believer that when you have goals that you're more likely to hit them and usually sooner than you think. So one of the goals we set uh, two years ago when we, or a year and a half ago when we made our plan was we wanted to have a full-time mental health therapist in every school five days a week by 2027 to help meet those personal needs students may be going through, whether it's a family situation or a death in the family that may be impeding their ability to learn. How do we help address those needs? And we set a goal to have one in every building by 2027, and I'm thrilled to say going into this year, we will have a full-time mental health therapist in 12 of our 13 wow. schools a full three years before we had that's anticipated. Comforting. So um, that's what happens when you have a strong plan 
plan and you work that plan is you see those results and that's what we want for our kids. You said something about safety that triggered uh, a question in my mind. Uh, parents, when it comes to busing and mm -hmm. safety, you know, you think about your elementary school student that may need to ride the bus to, to school and they have to go to a location and mm -hmm. get on the bus and there's that, that feeling about are they safe waiting for the bus. What, what should parents know about that process? So we try and be very specific with the time our buses are going to get there. And we try and say, give us a five-minute window or a 10-minute mm -hmm. window. But we try and get very clear down to the minute. This is when we expect your bus to be there. So one, that prevents students from waiting out there longer than they need to. Um, but we are very proud to say we have a large number of our buses that actually have monitors on our bus so that the bus driver can focus on driving. And we actually have an adult monitor on almost every bus we have. You're also, talking about a person, a not, person. not that's an electronic right. device. Uh, well, yeah. we have those too, but a person. And I'll <laughs> yeah. say that's something a lot of districts don't have. Mm -hmm. But we know that the bus is a place, again, that's an extension of the school day. We want kids to be safe there. So we have a monitor on there. We have cameras on all of our bus. We have geo-tracking. We have an app mm -hmm. now that parents can download uh, that they can see their bus number and actually follow that bus. And so they can see when that's is the great. bus coming did the bus make it to school? And we can message parents through that as well. So we'd encourage them to go to our website. Beginning of the year is a great time to download that. Um, but we want to make sure that your child are safe, not just in our building, but as on their way to the building too. If parents want to communicate with the district, and you in particular, mm -hmm. what, what should they do? Go to our website. Uh, we have an Ask MCS button on the very bottom of the website, so you can start there as well. Feel free to call our central office. Um, I'm happy to take calls and, and talk to our parents and make sure they understand, again, the intentionality we're trying to put forward to make sure we have just the best school system in the state of Tennessee. Our teachers are incredibly hard workers. Our school principals are incredibly hard workers. The support teams, whether it's custodians or school nutrition workers that take care of our buildings, really care deeply about our students. And so we want that to show in everything we do. Finally, one of the longstanding traditions you have with MCS is your school's foundation mm -hmm. that supports the school Absolutely. system. Yeah, the City Schools Foundation is, again, just an enormous benefit. It's a local group of business um, owners and, and people in the community that just care about the school system. And they work really hard to raise money to help support the work that's being done. So one of the things that's going on right now is our teacher grant program where Teachers in Murfreesboro City Schools maybe have a unique idea that they want to do in their classroom and they're looking for some funding. Instead of having to go to some outside source, we have this in-house foundation that they can request funds from um, and get those projects off the ground. So everything from, uh, you know, raising eggs to chickens in kindergarten <laughs> yeah. to at one of our schools last year they bought a recording booth and a mm. sound booth to do some recording in. So some really neat Sounds and innovative fun. ideas. Mm -hmm that the foundation helps with, and we're so blessed to have them. Well, Dr. Duke, thanks for being our guest on The Insider. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And good luck with the new school it's year. It's going to be a great one. All right. Thank you. Dr. Trey Duke, uh, the director of Murfreesboro City Schools, has been our guest. For more information on Murfreesboro City Schools, visit www.cityschools.net, or you can call 615-893-2313. We've been highlighting the Murfreesboro School System as we open up a brand new school year for 2023-2024. This podcast has originated from City Hall. For more information on the fast-growing city of Murfreesboro, you can visit murfreesboro.tn.gov. This has been The Insider. I'm Mike Browning. Thanks for joining us.